Hello, and welcome to Journey With Us, a podcast of Journey Baptist Church. Hello, and welcome to another episode of J2G Overview, where we go over the text that our Journey Together discipleship groups will be looking at. Today we will be going over 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through chapter 5, verse 4. We will be covering the background, themes, and difficulties of the text. Today we're going to start with the themes, and clearly the biggest one is that God's love has been revealed. The author says that love is from God, that God has loved us first, that God is love, and ultimately in verse 9, God's love was revealed among us in this way, that God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Chapter 4, verse 7 through chapter 5, verse 4 is all about God's love manifested in our lives and how we are to respond. And ultimately, we are to respond by loving God. That's why the author says, we did not love God first, but he loved us. And so now in return, we love God and we love one another. Chapter 4, verse 20 says, If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. John is using a lesser to greater argument there, saying, If you see your brother and sister in the flesh in front of you and you refuse to love them, whether genuinely, whether practically, whether spiritually, then you cannot say that you love God, the one who created that brother or sister in his image, and the one whom he loves just as much as you. So chapter 4 verse 7 through chapter 5 verse 4 is all about the love of God in our lives. Another big theme I saw is that we are in God and God is in us. The author John wants to make that very clear to us, and he does so in three different ways. First, in verse 13, he says, This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. So quite literally, the third member of the Trinity, God, dwells inside of all believers. And in that way, God is in us, and we are in God. The next way that we know we are in God and he in us is verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. So we have that the Spirit dwells in us, and now we have that we confess the Son, and through our confession of the Son, we prove that we are God's children, that he is in us and we are in him. Finally, verse 16 goes on, we have come to know and believe the love that God has for us. God is love. Here it is. And the one who remains in love remains in God and God remains in him. So we have the spirit in us. The son is our confession as our savior. And now God, the father loved us. And so we love God. So in these three ways, the apostle John wants us to know that God, the father, God, the son, and God, the spirit loves us and is in us. And so we are in him. And it is our union with God that we know we are his children and that we have eternal life. This goes back to knowing that God loves us, that he is in us. The final theme I want to bring out then is the idea that we believe in God's love. We saw in verse 16 that we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. 
or verse 14, we have seen and testify. That means they testify so that others believe that the Father sent the Son into the world to be our Savior. Or verse 9, God's love was revealed among us, revealed in order to believe that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. And finally, probably the most explicit verse that talks about our belief or our faith is chapter 5, verse 4. Everyone who has been born of God conquers the world, and this is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. Now with this last verse, I want to give our one point of background. There really wasn't a lot of cultural background or outside context I needed to bring in for these verses. However, the Gospel of John, Jesus has a statement that John records at the end of his discourse, chapter 14 through 16, the very last verse. John 16:33, Jesus says this, I've told you these things, these things being all of his discourse, so that you will have peace. You will have suffering in this world, but be courageous. And here's what I want you to hear from this verse. I have conquered the world. John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says, I want you to know these things so that you will have peace, that I have conquered the world. And then 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, John the apostle says this, this is the victory that has conquered the world, our faith. So, It is not that our faith in and of itself conquers the world. Of course, it is the one whom our faith is in, Jesus. And it is by virtue of being in him that we conquer the world with him. Finally, as we end today, let's look at some of the difficulties. And really, these just surround the idea that God is love, how he loved us, and what it means that love is from God. So first, love is from God. Chapter 4, verse 7 says this. We know that love is from God very practically in the fact that he is the creator and sustainer of the world. He loves us because he gives us everything, food, drink, housing, shelter. His common grace, his love has been poured out on the world ever since creation. But we know even further that God loved us in a unique way. Verse 9 and 10, he revealed his love among us that he sent his son to save us. Love is from God. And so with that idea that love is from God, the author can then logically say God first loved us. He is the initial mover of creation. He is the initial mover of our salvation. He loved us even when we were enemies with him. God first loved us even when we did not love God. And because God loved us so much that he saved us, verse 17 and 18, that's what it means when it says perfect love drives out fear. It drives out fear of judgment. Fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. All it means is if we still fear judgment from God, if we still fear that we will be punished for our sins or that we are under the wrath of God, then we have not fully come to rest in God's love for us. It doesn't mean we're not believers. It just means our faith is lacking and we need to look at Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, and so be perfected in love. Perfect love casts out fear because we know that God loved us in this way, that he sent his son to die for us, and that there is no more wrath remaining. The final difficulty I have isn't even a difficulty, except in today's world it has been so abused, this idea that God is love. Chapter 4, verse 8, God is love. In chapter 4, verse 16, God is love. 
this idea and this glorious truth that God has loved has been taken and abused to say that there is no judgment in God whatsoever. There is no wrath in God. There is no discipline in God. God will never disapprove of anyone's actions because he is love and therefore he is acceptance and he is this fluffy, flowery God. I'm sure you know what ideologies I am talking about. But we know earlier in 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it also said God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. And as 1 John went on to explain, this contrast of light and darkness is this contrast of sin and righteousness. God is light. He is righteous. And in him is no darkness, no sin at all. Those who are of him walk in the light. They walk in righteousness. And they do not walk in the darkness. They do not walk in sinfulness. So we know that God is love, but we need to also understand that God is light. And because he is light and because he loves us, he has a good and perfect way in which he wants us to walk. Now, he does love us enough to forgive us our sins, but we also know from 1 John that we cannot say we are of God and still walk in our sins. We should be living a life of purity as Jesus is pure. But we don't even have to go outside our verses today. Verses 2 and 3 of chapter 5 say this about God's love. This is how we know that we love God's children, that we love God and obey his commands. For this is what love for God is, to keep his commands, and his commands are not a burden. So when we say God is love, what we mean is that God loved us so much that while we were sinners, he died for us. And that God is our heavenly father who has good and perfect gifts for us. He doesn't want us to be injured, and so he has rules for us to follow. And we show our love for God if we walk in those rules, if we walk in those commands, if we practice walking in the light because God is also light. So I hope that clears up the themes, the background, and the difficulties of 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through chapter 5, verse 4. This was another episode of J2G Overview. Thank you for listening.